Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 25th, 2020. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction, golden age. Relentless. All right, guys, how you doing? Hello, my elite friends. Check out all the links below. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Right now, stop watching this show and watch Friday's This Week in Bitcoin show. Mauricio was talking about Venezuela. David Bennett was on. Gigi was on talking German. Oh, yeah, it was great. Best guest in the space every Friday, This Week in Bitcoin, techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, and, of course, uh, disruptmeister.com. You can watch all of the over 1,500, close to 1,600 Bitcoin videos I have uh, been involved with over the years at disruptmeister.com. So let's go back to last week when I made a prediction about MLK Day and that the media would paint uh, Trump as a racist on uh, MLK Day. And sure enough, uh, like I predicted, here's an article. Biden's, Biden speaks against racism, lumps Trump in with KKK during speech before black congregation. Okay, yeah. CNN, what do they, what do, they do? Um, MLK Jr.'s son on Trump tweet. I don't know if that is accurate. Uh, well, the, the tweet was about uh, black unemployment. So they they brought on uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s son to rip on Trump a little bit. He didn't really rip on him that much. But then we got uh, – what else do we have here? This guy is from – this is David Korn who works for Mother Jones. He's the D.C. bureau chief. He said Trump did not lay a wreath at the memorial – oh, wait. Trump, no, he didn't say this, hang on. Trump actually did lay a wreath at the uh, MLK Memorial on, on MLK Day. Um, but the Mother Jones DC Bureau guy said, Donald Trump didn't tweet one thing about MLK Jr. today. His only tweet mentioning MLK was tr about Trump himself. All right. So, I mean, obviously there, there were some people that were, no matter what, they were going to uh, try to paint Trump as a racist on MLK Day even though he was laying wreaths at uh, MLK's grave. Okay, so that was easy to predict. Uh, another reason not to pay, uh, to get close into the soap opera or to believe, uh, just even pay attention to the mainstream media very much. By the way, guys, if you got questions, I got answers. You type in Bitcoin Meister, I will see it. Or you can do a super chat, I will answer your questions. Remember, it's the Beyond Bitcoin show, so try to make it... Uh, Topics that go a little bit beyond Bitcoin, current events, health related, whatever it may be. I uh, I was inspired by a I forgot who, who even did this video, but they were talking about resentment, and uh, I hadn't thought about that 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 way of explaining uh, some of the issues that are in the world today. There are so many people in this world that just they default into resentment uh, when, when someone else is doing well instead of gratitude. 
or I mean, if you know, to say, hey, that per, that billionaire produced all these nice products, I'm I'm grateful for that. No, it's resentment. Oh, they must have they must have stole. Oh, it's only because of privilege that 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 they're a billionaire. Oh God. So you know, they're not grateful for the examples to follow. Uh, they're uh, not great. They're, there's uh, there's no gratefulness for the uh, the privileges that these guys have have brought the everyday people. So resentment, resentment is a word I'm going to uh, use a lot more these days when when talking about uh, the the envious uh, people out there. It's 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 an ugly it's an it's an ugly place to be. I I don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't. Gratitude is it's so much more relaxing. And you, you should care about yourself. All right, pound that like button. So, uh, someone in my comment section recommended the the book, The True Believer, by Eric Hoffer. I went to the Wiki, Wikipedia page because I don't have the book, <laughs> and I started reading about Eric Hoffer and, and his book, The True Believer, uh, which is about uh, the the people who join these mass movements, whether they be communism, uh, they're people who are unhappy with themselves. So they want to give up the self and join a big movement. And it takes a charismatic leader to inspire these people to join their movement and to give up the self. And my recommendation, and this Eric Hoffer dude, awesome guy. This guy is an individual. This guy is a unique beast, okay? That, that, this is something I respect, all right? And, and another thing I want to say, uh, you know, mass movements. Eric Hoffer wrote that book in the 50s or the 60s. It, it, mass movements have evolved over time. Some, uh, cancel culture is a mass movement. Uh, and... and we, we have a situation where people don't want to be themselves anymore, aren't happy with the self. They have no value in themselves. So they join these social media mobs. They don't think for themselves anymore. And I want to say that uh, I am not a, a slave to the algorithm. I see someone mentions this Eric Hoffer guy I never heard of before. I go out, I do the research, I learn about him. I increase... Uh, my knowledge and I share it with you guys out there, but go, go and don't fall into the mass movement trap. Remain an individual, stay positive. This is another thing. Uh, the, the people that fall into these, uh, traps, uh, join these mass movements and give up being individuals are, are unhappy. They are unhappy. And many of them were happy at one time. And because things have changed in their lives, they just have given up on everything. Don't be that dude. Guys, we're in the golden age, all right? The, there's so much opportunity out there, but you as an individual have to go get it. Joining some mass movement, joining cancel culture, um, it, it's not going to solve your problems. You're just going to become a mindless cog in some machine. Don't fall for these uh, charismatic leaders. Now, this way of thinking that he describes, just giving up on the self, it, it can happen in, it can happen even in in, in Bitcoin and uh, in just uh, 
parts of Bitcoin become cultish, you know, and I've discussed this before. Uh, just because someone uh, you want to in these mass movements, they all, there's always an enemy. There is always an enemy. There's always a scapegoat. So if you find yourself uh, becoming blaming other people in the space and say, no, they're not allowed to say that. That's not what they, what's wrong with someone that has a different opinion. Ignore them if you don't like their opinion. Okay. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't become some uh, blind follower of uh, one of the dudes out there that tries to become like ultra orthodox uh, Bitcoin-y, like everything else is a scam. These, these, and you find those those aren't mass movements, but those are unthinking movements. Use your head, be an individual. All right. And it's social media just today. That is that is just the ultimate way now of giving up your individuality and just fitting in. Fitting in is a mass movement. That is a mass movement. Over and as I've said, fitting in is overrated. Pound that like button. And I also linked to, and I thank the guy who, who informed me about uh, Eric Hoffer. Uh, I linked to a video about uh, Eric Hoffer. And, I mean, yes, that is a true radical. That is a true independent. A, tr a true radical is an individual who comes up with their own ideas, okay? And doesn't follow, that, that doesn't, doesn't feel the need to be part of some larger group or some larger movement. To be, you know, doesn't feel the need to be defined by a larger group. A, a, a true radical independent defines themselves and thinks for themselves. This this guy was an interesting, very interesting guy. And uh, I, I'm still looking uh, into the guy even more. So uh, link, it's linked to below. So <laughs> speaking of mass movements, YouTube sent me a uh, update. I, I get the creator newsletter because I'm a creator I've got my own channel here, don't I? Bitcoin Meister, new video every day. So they send this out to everyone, and I guess most people just erase it. Uh, but yeah, this is not where the big boys play. YouTube isn't where the big boys play. Look at this. What's new? Standing up, standing up against harassment. We're always working on making YouTube a safer place for creators and viewers. <laughs> so we're, we've updated our harassment policy. Here are a few of the latest improvements. We're taking a stronger stance on threats by removing indirect or implied threats of violence. So, so they can decide whatever is an implied threat of violence. I mean, that might be just a word that you used or something. And uh, cl clearly, they, they, are, they can create an algorithm that blindly finds all of these threatening words. And that, that's easier than just hiring a bunch of people, right, <laughs> to do that. And so it, it'll have unintended consequences. So guys, next time uh, my channel gets shut down or whoever, it's not a conspiracy. They're not picking on Bitcoiners. They've just, the algorithm has a new uh, harassment word into it. And they've just uh, run the algorithm and done what they've done. Yes, the, the YouTube, it's not fair. <laughs> they, they come up with all sorts of arbitrary rules. But as, as a, a creator here, I am aware of this and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. YouTube is a safe space. Okay. And, uh, it's not where the big boys play. Uh, they don't want the big boys to play here. At least some big boys try to play here, but, uh, 
then they, they find a, a bad word that they use and, and kick them off for, for a time. Or even though if they're not using that word in the con in, in, in uh, the context that it's, that's threatening, but Hey, just giving you guys an update, just showing you that no conspiracies out there. You, this is YouTube's policy. It's a wacky policy, um, but that's their policy. <laughs> they're not, they're not picking on uh, really on anyone specific. I mean, I'm sure they have, uh, a, a couple probably big names in mind or whatever, but uh, no, cryptocurrency not on the radar right now. Uh, and it, and if they did, if they became cryptocurrency unfriendly, then okay, that's it. We move on. We go somewhere else. So there, here's a guy, men going their own way, money. I'm not going to use the. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going to say his the true name of his channel there because that's one of those threatening words that youtube uh i think youtube has already defined that uh men going their own way the the shortened version of that as a uh a threatening thing but i don't agree with uh men going their own way money that guy on his channel all the time but he's got a good video out there and uh, you should look at it you should watch it this is one that's about how to you know not screw up your life, okay? And I've, I've said similar before. Investments are risky. We know that. But most won't ruin you, okay? He, he brings up that a marriage, a marriage could ruin you. It, it really could ruin you. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But there are many men that have become not just financially ruined, but psychologically, I mean, they end up, unfortunately, uh, ending their lives uh, because of, of, of some, I mean, ruin, it, it goes way beyond finances, okay? That just, I, I, I can't even imagine it. I, I'm not getting ruined, pound that like button. Uh, but, but so this is what he talks about in the video. He also talks about being a slave to the social media algorithm, which is uh, something I, I've talked about. And you don't want to hang around negative people. And I have said that before, uh, that just, I don't like being around doomers. I cut the doomers out. Um, I don't. I don't have doomers on my show, uh, and it's just I don't read doomer uh, propaganda. It just just brings you down, type of stuff. And he says in the end, if you can't find any in motion people, he doesn't put it that way, then you've got one right here in him because he he says you know get rid of all the people that just that hold you down, the doomers, right? The, the depressing people. Well, if you get rid of all them and then you're alone, well, then what do you got? He says, well, you got me. And I say the same thing, guys. Um, if, if you're in a situation where uh, you, you've eliminated all the doom from your life and you find yourself like, wait a second, I have no friends anymore. Well, you come here all the time. You got me. This is a positive source right here. You're always going to get positive light here. So come here. If you've gotten rid of all your doom, and uh, maybe you feel a little lonely or something, you're, you're going to get a, a positive jab over here. Anti-doom in motion right here. Pound that like button. So here, here's some more from the envy uh, side of things. What were, what were we talking about before? The, uh, the resentment versus gratitude side of things. Here's some nice resentment in a title. 22 men own more wealth than Africa's 326 million women, Oxfam says. So what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
the 326 million women in, in Africa, they can do their own thing. They, they can be successful in their own ways. What, who cares that 22 men own more wealth than all, of, all those women in Africa combined? One of those women in Africa could become richer than all those men. She's, you know, maybe she'll, you know, uh, produce the next great uh, world-saving technology. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 envy again. It's the way these headlines are framed. They're clickbait, and but they 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 bet that people are envious, and that uh, there's a lot of resentment in this world, and they're correct. So people click on it. 2,153 billionaires are richer than 4.6 billion people. Again, who cares? <laughs> but if, if I, I like that they're 2,153 billionaires. They, they've made a lot of great things. They made this computer. It made my life a lot easier. I'm grateful. I have nothing against them. So that's a CNN article. <laughs> Not surprising, right? Uh so Yvonne Brooke has talked about this subject before. He's a big believer in free will, as am I. People do not have to default to their animal instincts when picking a mate. They can use reason and find a person who really logically compliments them. But few out there have the self-control to do this. Few, uh, they, they just let their animal instincts take over. And that's why a lot of people end up with some really uh, bad mates and end up ruined. Think about it. Think about it. If you're gonna, if you're out there on the prowl trying to find the wifey or whatever, you have free will. You don't have to go with uh, what uh, your head down there is telling you to do. You don't have to, uh, you know, go with what will make your friends think you're awesome. Um. Really find someone who you really compliment with, who on a deep thinking level you, you can uh, pair with. And that's really hard today. That's really hard today because I think both sides aren't even revealing who they truly are anymore. And they're just going to the animal instincts. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they don't have self-control. They don't have patience. They don't have long-term thinking. They got to get it done now. I got to fit in now. I got to get the wife now. I got to get the husband now. I got to get the trophy now, whatever. So, yeah, and I think some people might be surprised that I'm even saying this. I'm saying this because we all have free will. We all have free will. We don't have to uh, let our animal instinct guide us when making such an important decision. Um, all right, coronavirus. What the heck is this darn thing coming out of China? Some nasty flu. Uh, how did it start? I don't know. Is it going to come to America? Of course it's going to come to America. It's already in America. I mean, travel, it takes 10 hours to get to China. They, 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 people have been back and forth coughing. This is what happens. We have big outbreaks. God forbid it should be as horrible as or, you know, 100 years ago with those flu outbreaks. This is what I have to say. I mean, if you have a loved one, an, an older person, and and this is really a this is really a nasty few, flu. Don't let let I me mean, lock them up in their condo. <laughs> don't let them out uh, because people that are super old, 
it, it, it's just, uh, yeah, low, low, and, and, and the youth too, you know, some, some kids are a little sicker than others, but for, for us in between, uh, this is where long-term thinking comes in handy. If you have been living a pretty healthy lifestyle, not eating that much sugar, not eating sugar at all, and you know, unless it's in fruit and other natural ways, uh, no, no processed foods. If you if you're thin, uh, if you if you stay in motion, if you exercise, if you fast, you've you've restarted your immune system. You're going to have a good immune system. Now, is it going to is that a hundred percent guarantee that you're not going to get this thing? No, it's not. But it really helps. It really helps to make sure you don't get the flu every year. It really helps to make sure that you don't need to get the freaking uh, flu vaccine, which a lot of people get sick from, uh, get the flu from. So the coronavirus made me think about just living a healthy lifestyle as a long-term plan. So when one of these things come, comes around, that you're less likely to get it because your, your immune system is already strong. Uh, the, the other thing, if you are raising a kid today, I gotta say, I, I mean, don't spaz out with the freaking uh, uh, what was it? Hand sanitizers. Kid, kids today are so, haven't been around any sorts of germs, so they haven't built up any immunity and any way to fight. You know, it's the, the kids on the farms end up healthier than the kids uh, in the suburbs with, with the moms, like washing their hands every second, because they, they built up, uh, a resistance to some of these bugs that are out there and it's tested their immune system. And I, I believe when I was a kid that, uh, that, you know, I, you know, I got sick. I got, I got, I had different things and everything like everybody does. And that built up my immune system. But now people, they don't even get, they don't let their kids out to play in the mud and everything to get sick. So, uh, and, and my own relatives, I see them going whack on their kids with the freaking uh, hand sanitizer. I don't use any hand sanitizer. Don't want it at all. You know, little germs here and there. My immune system takes them out and makes me stronger in the end of the day. All right. But long-term thinking, get healthy now so you won't be in a rush to get healthy just in case uh, – uh, you, won't, you won't be in a rush to build up your immune system just in case this thing is as nasty as, as some people think it might be. All right. Uh, Vention, speaking of a man making himself healthy, he's got a question. I don't know if it's important, but I haven't gotten a cold since I got cancer. Mega dosing on C, uh, 2,000 milligrams four times a day as part of fighting cancer, maybe it actually helps with, yeah, I've heard that your, your vitamin C probably has something to do because there are a few people that said, you know, now the flu is coming, start taking vitamin C, vitamin C. I, I, I don't, Hey, it's not hurting you, dude. <laughs> it's not hurting you. But, but uh, otherwise um, you've gotten rid of a lot of nasty things from your life too. So, those things were weakening your immune system. So getting rid of those things might be the reason you're not getting a cold. But adding the vitamin C probably is, is also good. But hey, and, and Vention, I'm, I'm glad you're documenting all of this so everyone can, can learn uh, from your experience. Uh, because you've, you've tried a few different things and there have been some mistakes along the way and everything. You've I mean, I watch all your videos. So. And everybody should watch Vention's uh, uh, 
videos uh, because he he does have cancer and he's uh, fighting it many many different ways many different ways uh, and he's lost almost a hundred pounds now because of fasting and eat well it's not just because of fasting first of all it's because he's eating healthy uh, he got rid of the carbs and it just just starts falling off and I, I guess all of his original clothes nothing fits him anymore uh, which is that's what happens when all right and he looks good he looks good he I mean he looks you can see his old video when you're watching one of his videos. YouTube, the algorithm shows you some of his old ones, and you see his face. It's all puffy in the old ones, and now it's, it's more like mine. Uh, you know, chiseled face now. But yeah, it doesn't matter what he looks like. It's the inside that he's, he's fixing up in there, okay? Um, the, the losing 100 pounds is, is, is a bonus. The, the, the goal is to get rid of uh, the, the nasty cancer in there. All right. So what do we have here? Last time, or recently, someone in, in the, I want to clear this up. And I've, I've talked about this before. Someone said, my last name is Meister. That, that is my last name. My real name is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Pound that like button. Uh, but someone said something like, yeah, your German last name, your German heritage. No, I, I'm not German at all. It's, it's a made up last name. <laughs> it's, totally, it's totally made up. When my um, great, great grandfather uh, came to America, he didn't bring his whole family with him at first. This was, uh, I think, in 1904 or 1905. My great-great-grandfather uh, was named Morris, and Morris only brought his oldest son, Samuel, with him. And later he and uh, three other sons and three other daughters. So. But so when he came there, my great-great-grandfather and my great-grandfather, uh, they said their last name. They are from the Ukraine. They're Jews from the Ukraine. And they said, Master Ovoy, Master Ovoy, whatever it is. It's, I, it's on my great-great-grandfather's grave in, in Yiddish, which is written in Hebrew. And it's really long. But it looks like it's pr pronounced Master Ovoy or some Master Ovoy, Ovoy, Ovoy. So uh, clearly when they came, uh, well, the story that we've heard is that the people at Alice Island were like, okay, yeah, your name's Meister. Move along. Go, go, go. But the funny thing is, so, and he became Samuel Meister, my great-grandfather. But then the rest of the family came maybe a year later, who knows, he sent for the wife and the rest of the kids. Uh, and they became Meister. Meister. Makes a big difference in your life. Trust me. If my last name was Meinster, I probably wouldn't even be. I, who knows? What, <laughs> I'm the Bitcoin Meinster. No, that's terrible. That's terrible. Meister, baby. So, uh, no, it's has we have nothing to do with Germany at all. But it is. I mean, I know Meister is a German word, I guess. Uh, but no, my my ancestors were, thank God, uh, <laughs> were given that last name. So there were there was a time when there were Meinsters and Meisters and. It's all spread apart now, and now there's just uh, there's a few Meisters. There's Meisters too somewhere, but um, Meister, and uh, and that that is another freakish thing out there. Meister is a very rare last name. Meister is much more common. So people ask me all the time, "Yo, man, I know this Meister in California. I know this Meister in Nebraska. Meister that no, they're not related to me. There's like five. I the 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 male Meisters. I know every male Meister that is related to me." Because you just you just heard why. Our last, that's not really our last name. 
So the only Meisters that can be related to me are the dudes that are through this guy named Samuel Meister, my, my great grandfather. Um, but the, the, the name Meister is so uncommon that if there's a Meister in Maryland, they are most likely related to me, even if they are not Jewish, um, because most of them eventually were not Jewish anymore. They married non-Jewish women, they had children, blah, 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 whatever. That's their business. But uh, so that's a little little side note there. And uh, so, no, no, it's, it, it might be a German last name for some people, but it's just a made up one that they gave us. And man, oh, does it work for me? <laughs> Sportsmeister.com, all sorts of URLs in there. Disruptmeister.pound it, baby. Thank you, Samuel Meister. Thank you for coming to America with your dad and being the oldest and getting the awesome last name as opposed to your brothers. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, LA Times here. The Californians are, we know Californians are moving, okay? Their favorite place to move is Texas, where I happen to be. I don't think they're moving to El Paso, though. They're probably moving like to Austin and Dallas and uh, Houston, et cetera, et cetera. More hipper places, who knows? And it's not a shock because Texas is a huge, relatively nearby state. There are plenty of Californians moving to Idaho also, but, you know, sheer numbers, more of them are going to move to Texas because just Texas is bigger and it's got more cities. But this is what I'm predicting here. Los Angeles is going to become a city. And the reason people are moving or leaving California is they can't afford to live there anymore. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, the taxes and everything, they're, they're moved. Texas is cheaper. Idaho is cheaper. And they bring all... <laughs> And then they vote in. Uh, it all starts again, the whole process. But besides that, I, I do respect Californians because they're in motion. They don't like it. They're moving to a new town. There's a lot of people out there like, oh, my town is dying. I want the government to save my town. The Californians are leaving. But L.A., I predict L.A. will be a city for the rich and for the destitute eventually. So, I mean, it's it's so the mid, no middle class, no middle class for bunches for big hunks of LA and it's already starting. So that'll be really interesting in the future to, you know, if you are wealthy, you'll be able to like have an awesome place. LA is beautiful. I mean, you'll be able to go to one like uh, enclosed enclave to another and step over some drug addicts and everything and see the beautiful lights and weather and then go outside again, you know, walk over the tent city and then again, go to some glamorous area and, it, it'll be an interesting, uh, interesting future for LA. I, I predict. Very interesting. No, no middle class. Uh, everyone will be. The, maybe other cities will be like that also. Now, some people are probably saying, "Well, that's not very sustainable, Adam." I don't know. It might be the wealthy people just be, might be like, "Tax me. I don't care. I like this. I like this. I don't have to deal with those middle class people anymore, or something." I've got all these. Uh, I can. I can pay these people to mow my grass here. I. I um, uh, all right. I, I, I like, I mean, the one thing about LA is that, uh, there, well, the people outside the movie industry, there are some independent thinkers out there. There are some true radicals out there. And I, I do like that. And, uh, it is, there's beautiful weather. I'll be there. Uh, I, I, I will, of all the liberal cities out there, LA is truly the most 
original. Like it's got some really original dudes on in it that do not that don't fit in at all. And again, there are plenty of people that worship at the altar of wokeness and all that. But then there are people that that don't give a flying you know what either. Um, and you know Ben Shapiro's there. Uh, there, there, there's some, there are some conservative voices there. It's a decentralized place. You never know what you're going to get there. You never know what you're going to get there. Uh, it's, it's not like, you know, San Francisco seems like, uh, you get kicked out if you're, uh, if, if you don't, uh, if you're not Uber, uh, liberal there inside the city anyway, not physically kicked out, but you know, it's just people. It, it, it's so liberal there in San Francisco. It's, 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 it's different than the, uh, the LA feel. It, it, there's a different feel in it, a, 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 an originality in LA, but I will be that I will be in LA starting, uh, what day was February 12th, February 12th. Uh, so that, that'll be good to, to, to be in that insanity where the middle class is being, uh, will soon be gone, but I get to enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Uh, bank rate. This here's the same story as last year and the year before and the year before, but might as well share it. Bank rates. And by if anyone's got any questions, you type in a Bitcoin Meister there, guys. John is in a Malibu. He says Malibu, baby. What's he say there? Malibu. I'm an hour from L.A. Different world out here. Uh, also, eventually said, thanks, brother. Win or lose. I'm documenting this. This info needs to circulate. Yes, it does. And here's some info. Bank rates January financial security index survey reveals that just four in 10 American adults, 41%, would cover the cost of a $1,000 car repair or emergency room visit using savings. Okay. So only 41% of Americans have like $1,000 of savings. <laughs> the findings echo what previous bank rate studies and others, including the Federal Reserve and Pew Charitable Trust, have found about Americans' lack of rainy day savings. Yeah, we get it. We get it. That people spend, 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 spend. They do not plan for emergencies. They do not value saving. So if you're watching this show and you're a long-term thinker and you're saving, you're way ahead of the game because these dudes are not changing. And if you think Bitcoin is going to change the 41% of the people that don't have a 1000 bucks to their name, you're wrong. Okay, they're going to stay that way. They're just they're just going to stay. Don't try to don't try to cure them or anything. You you worry about yourself. Don't, don't worry about those dudes. Bitcoin could be totally successful if all those dudes who don't have a thousand bucks for a car repair who have to go into debt on their credit card or take out a payday loan or whatever, if they never get into Bitcoin, it's fine. Don't don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> but I I do want to say this for all all of the uh, of the people. How here was another question, and this is a lesson for all of you. How much was the largest unexpected expense you you or an immediate family member faced last year? Among those who said they faced a financial emergency, 29% of those uh, people said their emergencies were $5,000 or more, and 71% were over $1,000. So guys, it is a really good idea to have $5,000 available. Just be it in Bitcoin, be it whatever, to be able to get $5,000 without going into some horrible type of debt. Okay. Uh, and 
house expenses, you know, it, it doesn't say what type of emergencies they face, but the more assets, <laughs> the more things you're dabbling in real estate, wives, uh, <laughs> who, who, uh, other risky, uh, investments. All right. The, the more likely you're going to, you're going to get into an emergency. And if you're not keeping yourself healthy, all right, the more likely you're going to have a $5,000 or more emergency. So, I mean, the best thing to do is save, 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 be a long-term thinker, have a rainy day fund, have some real wealth, just in case you need to cover that $5,000 emergency. Because there are a lot of people, I mean, according to the statistic, 29% of the people last year who face emergencies, uh, they were bigger than $5,000. So people watching the show are going, someone watching this show is going to face a $5,000 emergency in the year 2020. It's just, just that those are the numbers right there. Uh, and maybe some of you will be prepared. I've, I've faced, um, you know, I've had, when I had a house, what was the roof, how much did the roof cost? It wasn't, it wasn't 5,000, but it was way over a thousand. Was it over 15? I don't No, 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 no. Once it was 4,000. Once. Oh God. It was something. <laughs> so, good luck guys. Good luck. Uh, real estate holders. All right. All right. Here's a health tip or something healthy that I did. Uh, the synagogue that I've been going to here. And the rabbi, I give him a shout out today. He was ta- talking to me about Sedaka, which is charity. He wants me to mention a charity article. He's going to send me the article. So I'll mention it to, for you guys next week. But to walk from where I am near UTEP up to the Chabad is, and with a little bit of a detour, is a 12-mile round trip. Okay, so I walked over 12 miles today. It's probably 13 miles because I also walked. Um, so... Guys, uh, walk. <laughs> There's a health tip. Not only do I run 20 miles a week, but I ended up walking. Every every Saturday I'm in El Paso, I'm walking 12 miles, it appears. And for the second time out west, this happened to me in Tucson. I didn't mention this to you guys, but it also happened to me this morning. A person in a truck pulls up to me and says, you going that way? And like they offer me a ride into the truck. And dude, it would be pretty nice to get a ride for five miles instead of walking that five miles. But I declined. Do you know why I declined? Because you know, there's that short-term benefit of jumping in that dude's car. But then there's the long-term thinking. How about when I jump into that dude's car, he like injects me with some needle that uh, makes me pass out and I end up in his dungeon or something like that. So I said, no, thanks. And I just said, and he went his merry way. I mean, it is kind of odd. Like some, some dude, 9 a.m. in the morning just sees you. Hey, you need a ride? <laughs> and in uh, Tucson, when that happened, it was five o'clock. It was dark. I was running, actually. I was So this, I was walking. In Tucson, I was running. And a, wo- a woman in a pickup truck, she, she pulls into a lot and says, excuse me, excuse me. You going that way? Do you need a ride? She looked like she was on like crack or something. So I said, no, no thanks. So I, I assume she just wanted to give me a ride and like, you know, ask me for money at the end of it. But again, long-term thinking, you, you really don't want to get into some stranger's car that randomly pulls up to you because although short-term, hey, you're getting to the place a uh, uh, half hour faster. Yeah. 
in this day and age, unfortunate. All right, let's leave it on uh, this this note here. I know there's a lot of people that don't like Goldman Sachs and think they're the devil and everything. And I really don't give a darn what Goldman Sachs does, but here, here's something. They're getting woke. Goldman won't take companies public that don't have at least one diverse board candidate, CEO says. So that means a woman or a minority. I mean, they can do what they want to do, but I, I think it was on last show, I talked about a tweet uh, from, a, from a VC who says he doesn't give a darn about what race you are, what, what, what you just, he, he just cares about if you can make money. That's how, if you're running a business, if you're successful, if, if you know how to run a successful business and, and that, then he'll give you venture capital funding. Goldman won't take pu pu companies public anymore. So, I mean, if you're, if you're in that realm, if you're in the corporate realm, you've, you know, got your MBA and you worked so hard to be the CEO of this company. And now you got to deal with these people who aren't going to deal with you unless you put someone on your board that, I mean, or, or, or you have to hire someone. That's the next thing. This is the glory of being in the, uh, the Bitcoin world and being in the cryptocurrency world. Eventually the ICO thing will become real. You won't have to be a slave to IPOs anymore and these weird arbitrary woke rules. Who's on your board? The whole that was what the tweet was about. Another tweet I shared was that the whole board structure is completely ridiculous now. If it's all about politics, that, that's not money. That's about you know, oh, I want this connection, I want that connection. No. Let's let, let's get rid of all that fat. Let's run businesses uh, in, a, in, a, in a new way. A new a way. And, and you can do it the old way if you want to, but we've got new options out there because of Bitcoin, because of cryptocurrency and everything. So, yeah, I could say I don't agree with Goldman on this, but hey, if they want to do this, they can do that. I'm going to run my own business, <laughs> which is just me uh, doing these videos and traveling all around the world. Because I got Bitcoin. I'm in the Bitcoin overlay. And I can say what I want to say. And I don't have to be woke. It's awesome. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you how ridiculous uh, this, this whole policy is. Minority or woman on your board or hiring a woman for just, just to say. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an embarrassment to them. I mean, say you're a token. I mean, that's an insult to say you're, you're my token. I'm, I'm bringing you on because you're my token. The only way I can get this funding is if I hire you. It's, 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 it's just, you want you want the best people possible, and and you want to be in relationships with people where there's a there's a mutual respect. They know that you have hired them because you think they're decent, smart people. All right, enough of that. That that, that they could produce. It's all about the production, dude. It's not about this uh, nonsense, uh, fitting in, looking good type of stuff. But hey, social media has convinced everyone that uh, that that's that's life. Just make it look good. If if you just make everything look good, then everything will be fine. And that's wrong. That is that is wrong. That is, and that's why those people are end up they're not happy and they join these crazy. Uh, mass movements where they're no longer individuals anymore. All right. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below, pound that like button, bang that bell button. And at the very end, 
I see here. You didn't follow the rules, Palo Alto Crypto Talk. You didn't type in Bitcoin Meister, but because I looked at the chat at the very end here, I saw you said, can I have a shout out, please? Palo Alto Crypto Talk, here's your shout out because I'll be up near Palo Alto that last weekend in March for the Bitcoin conference up there in San Francisco. So maybe you'll be, you'll come up to San Francisco and you can say Bitcoin Meister. I'm going to type in Bitcoin Meister next time in the chat. So it turns colors and you'll see me, but now you're seeing me in person here in San Francisco in late March. What is that? March 26th and 27th. So, and Palo Alto is beautiful. So is Mountain View. So is Sunnyvale. They're way too crowded with the cars. It's ridiculous, but they are, uh, they are they are beautiful. I, I'm familiar with them, and Stanford is beautiful also. See ya.